0: I pray we would be a blessing to you today. O sinner, bow down with the Lord of sin, come to the cross, come to the cross, in Christ's redemption. With our Bibles open today to Psalm number 24, we'll look here beginning with verse 1 after a word of prayer. Father, it is in Jesus' name that I come before you this day, asking for your grace and touch while we seek to preach the word of the Lord for the glory of the Lord. Speak to hearts, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Psalm 24, verse number 1. THE EARTH IS THE LORD'S AND THE FULLNESS THEREOF, THE WORLD AND THEY THAT DWELL THEREIN. FOR HE HATH FOUNDED IT UPON THE SEAS, AND ESTABLISHED IT UPON THE FLOODS. WHO SHALL ASCEND INTO THE HILL OF THE LORD, OR WHO SHALL STAND IN HIS HOLY PLACE? HE THAT HATH CLEAN HANDS AND A PURE HEART, WHO HATH NOT LIFTED UP HIS SOUL UNTO VANITY, NOR SWORN DECEITFULLY. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory, Selah. And so we find now the twenty-fourth psalm, a psalm filled with triumph, filled with jubilation, I believe the historical background and setting for this psalm is that of the return of the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite to Jerusalem, the city of David. The record of this is found in Second Samuel chapter 6, verses 12 through 20. Now, the king, earlier in the chapter, it is recorded that the king had already attempted it but he was met with awful consequences. David had the right desire and the right devotion for his God. I wonder concerning your desire, your devotion, my desire, my devotion, do we have the right desire and devotion for the Lord? But despite David's proper desire and proper devotion, the king and his 30,000 chosen men of Israel sought to do the right thing in the wrong way. The record of this is Second Samuel 6, 1 through 11. Let me read a few of these verses just to give you the setting historically for this psalm, and then we'll get back to Psalm 24. Samuel Samuel 6, verse 1. Again David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, thirty thousand. And David arose, and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah, to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart, and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah, and Uzzah, and Ahio the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart. Again, the ark was to be carried by the priests, not carted and driven or drawn along by oxen. The right thing was to bring back the ark of God. The wrong way was to place it upon a new cart. And so they bring up the ark. Ohio went before the ark David and all the house of Israel, verse 5, played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps, and on psalteries, and on timbrels, and on cornets, and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God, and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error, and there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzza, and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day, and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? Again, note the desire of David for the presence of God, of which the ark was a symbol. He desired God's presence in the city of David. Verse number 10, So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David, but David carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Again, David's question was, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? David had an earnest desire for God's presence in his house, in his heart, in his city, in the kingdom of Israel. And after this breach, and after the displeasure of King David, I believe then and there David, out of a tender heart and a true heart, produced Psalm 24 to reverence the Lord and return the ark properly after the breach from the Lord upon Uzzah. With the Lord's anger kindled, and that divine breach still in David's mind and eye, he would have been ever so careful to give the Lord his rightful place and his rightful praise and do so according to God's order and design. We see and hear this in the 24th Psalm. It is an anthem of praise, sung with an earnest heart and an expectant heart for the return of the ark and the presence of the King of glory into the city of David. There is triumph throughout the whole of the song, as there would have been throughout the whole of the procession, bringing the ark of God into Jerusalem. In verse 7, the ark reaches just outside the city of David, and a cry is heard among those approaching the gates. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Those above, on the tops of the gates, there the walls of the city, would have responded, Who is this king of glory? And the answer is returned, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. It is either repeated once more before they entered the city, or as the ark came into the city and then brought before the tabernacle, which David had pitched for the ark, The refrain is given again, lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. And then there's a slight variation. The answer is again the question, who is this King of glory? This time, the answer proclaims, the Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. And so with this historical setting, we would give you this outline for the psalm. There is first a powerful note of triumph in verses 1 and 2. Praise and honor are given to the Lord who owns it all. His position and His power are acknowledged. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof the world, and they that dwell therein. And then in verses 3 through 6, a personal note of triumph rings throughout the psalm. Psalm 15 should be compared as it parallels Psalm 24, verses 3 through 6. God looks upon the heart and he desires truth in the inward parts. Not just anyone can stand in the presence of the Lord upon this earth. There is that requirement of holiness to stand In his holy place, and those who are interested in going higher must come with clean hands and a pure heart. Truly, it is only Christ that can make one worthy enough to ascend up the hill of the Lord and stand in his holy place. Personal triumph comes through Christ. And then in verses 7 through 10, we see a prophetic note of triumph. David looks beyond the procession for this ark, returning to the city of David to the day when the Messiah, even when Christ, would enter through the gates of the city as the king of glory. And the Lord willing, we'll discuss this more in our next time together. But let me remind you That in Psalm 22, we see Christ, our shepherd, the good shepherd. Psalm 23, Christ, the great shepherd. Psalm 24, Christ, the chief shepherd. It is his cross in the 22nd Psalm. It is his crook, or the shepherd's staff, in the 23rd Psalm, and here it is his crown. He is our shepherd, Savior. He is our shepherd, leader, or guide, and he is our shepherd, king, even the king of glory. One day in the past, he gave his life for me. One day at a time, he cares for me. One day in the future, he will return for me. And so next time we'll look at Psalm 24 taking this as our title, that the King is coming. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written, God's Word, every word, presents us with Truths to Live By. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By P.O. Box 575 Harriman, Tennessee 37748 Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com And finally, Brethren, pray for us.